it's one of the top programs in the country. It's really competitive. They're talented. Most of our programs take between 10 and 15 students. They're hungry. Musical theater is absolutely the most competitive program that we have. They usually walk in their first semester and they want to know everything right away. Last year we had about um, total 1,800 students pre-screen. Usually they're really excited and they're really ready to get a job on Broadway immediately. And we only take 12 to 14. So how do you get to be one of the 12 to 14? How do you show Penn State faculty like the ones we just heard that you're worth their time and attention? How do you get their attention? You send in a video pre-screen and then you get invited to come audition. One pre-screen student from Elkridge, Maryland, a town about 20 minutes outside of Baltimore, caught the eye of the review board. Elena Lightfield, a Colombian 18-year-old ball of sunshine with 15 years of dance experience, sits with me on a bench in the lobby of the theater building. Behind us is the Wall of Fame, every show a Penn State alumni has been in. And then once you're auditioned, you sing and dance and do your monologues. And that's like a whole callback process. You're either waitlisted or denied or accepted. Elena was waitlisted. But as I learned, that was okay. Briscoe, and today on Yappy Valley, I'm talking about the theater you don't see advertised on Penn State's School of Theater website. I'm talking about the students who are still passionate, still dedicated, and still thrive in the theater community, even if they aren't a part of the main stage productions. It's people like Elena who are waitlisted and at first feel really nervous about trying to get involved in theater. Coming in, I wasn't really sure if I was going to get the opportunities to like do it and I thought I was just going to like sit in my dorm room all day. But everyone is super accepting and like I thought if I wasn't in the ma like in a theater major that I wouldn't get a chance to like work and perform. But Elena has done nothing but work and perform. She started her first semester at Penn State starring as the lead female role in Tick Tick Boom by Jonathan Larson, which is where I originally met Elena. While we were in the middle of rehearsals for that show, we decided to audition for a little play called Almost Maine by John Cariani. I went and we got to pick the side that we were going to read and it went really well. I think I was like a little nervous going in because it felt like super rushed because we had to rush straight to Tick Tick rehearsal. I was the first person to go. And her audition paid off. Elena was cast as Jeanette alongside of Jimmy Andres Bonilla Zorilla. Yes, I had to say all of it. I want the world to know. Jimmy Bonilla, a senior theater performance major who played Pete. So the audition process was a little weird because like I've because I know Polly and Tierney, it was like hard to like be professional. After like I auditioned, me and Tierney were like taking pictures so that I can like redo my Tinder. I was literally laying on the floor and um she was taking like pictures of me that looked, you know, artsy. Okay, so usually that isn't how the auditions go, but then again, this is a young man who tried his best to stay shirtless during Tech Week. As for other members of the cast, like sophomore Dory Puzicki, auditions aren't as comfortable. Oh god, my audition was terrible. <laughs> I don't audition well. It was a very cold read for me. I knew Paulina beforehand because I've worked with her before, and so she kind of vouched for me after my audition. I was very nervous, and I've never seen Tierney before, and she's a little intimidating the first time you see her. So I saw her, and I was like, oh shit. The, the audition was kind of scary, and it didn't go as well as it could have. But it went well enough because Dory was cast in Almost Maine. But you know, she brings up a good point. Being intimidated and scared can get the best of you sometimes in an audition, and other times it pushes you to walk in, introduce yourself, and try something you've never done before. That's what senior Sina Porsmile did, and it paid off. This is my very first play ever. 
Because it's his first play, it meant everything was new to him. For this production of Almost Maine, the cast had three weeks to learn lines and learn blocking. But there was one thing in the way of this production that could very well make or break the show, and that's Penn State's Thanksgiving break. The week students arrive back to school after break is Almost Maine's Tech Week. That's when everyone, directors, actors, and sound and lighting designers and everything, props, costumes, and the set, come together to run through the entire show from start to finish. I sit down with Tierney Thompson, the director of the play, to ask her how she's feeling about where her cast is before the week-long break. Thanksgiving break, um, the beginning of this week, I was really nervous because I was like, I don't know if my, my show's coming together, but like, it's really strong and I'm, I'm very, very proud of all the work people have been putting in. I'm hopeful that Thanksgiving break will give people the time to get re-energized, give them the time to just sit down and like reconnect and reread with their lines and they'll come back excited to open the show like the weekend after we get back. Um, so I'm hoping the energy level will be back up and the excitement will help like propel the cast into like just living their truth with the show because <laughs> it's a fun show and it's romantic and it's silly and it's it's enjoyable to to watch and be a part of so I'm hoping that they feel that energy after like a nice Thanksgiving breakaway. You guys need help? Yep. Come on, Michelle. Okay, I'm coming. Yeah. Break is over. It's officially Tech Week. There are four days until opening night, and this is the first night of Tech. It's also the first night the cast is all together to see how the show unfolds. Because of the style of this show, the entire cast wasn't rehearsing at the same time. At most, there were probably three people rehearsing one scene for an hour or two, and then that scene would leave, and then the next scene would come in. So technically, this is also the first night the entire cast is meeting to work together. It's a four-hour rehearsal. I can't play audio of everyone's performances for copyright purposes, but I can share notes with you. Notes is the time after the run-through when everyone in the cast sits down and receives notes from the director and assistant director on what can be done differently or what wasn't done right this time around that can be fixed for the next run-through. All right. What's good? I'm going to start from the first scene. Um, Jimmy and Elena, I have no notes for you. This process happens for another three nights. In that time, you're completely off book, which means you've memorized every line, every motion, every feeling that you're supposed to be feeling as that character. Some people forget lines, and some people, like myself, entirely blank on a section of their scene. Yep, I froze. And don't get me wrong, it's extremely frustrating, but you have to recognize your abilities, take a deep breath, and be in the moment. Because in this business, when you forget to breathe, when you're in your head, or when you're doubting yourself, you're bound to mess up. It happens. It's still nerve-wracking. It was all really new to me and stuff. So, like, I, I have, like, a really marked-up script. And he does. Cena's script is a little wrinkled and tattered with pencil markings of cues, directions, and whatever other notes would personally help Cena envision his character and scene. It's a process theater people like to call homework. There's times where I still feel like I don't know things. But that's the point of theater. You don't know a lot of things. You're always exploring your character and finding new things out about each other and the scene, even when it's opening night. I met up with Paulina and Tierney after our last run-through, our final tech night before opening night, to see if they thought their cast was actually ready. Everyone's come so far, and it's great to see how everyone has evolved and changed with their scenes. 
and it's only been like a four week rehearsal process and we've like it feels like we've traveled miles with some of the scenes and I'm excited for it to open tomorrow and I'm excited for them to have an audience I think that's really gonna like up the the energy and like really like have all the work be worth it so to speak yeah no I agree it was really cool to see people who might not have felt comfortable doing theater and then see them take up space on the stage and become like an actor. I'm so excited for tomorrow. I think it's gonna be great. I think people don't realize like what goes into acting. They only see like the final result. So it's like cool to see like what each actor goes through in order to get that final result. Up until like today, if things had gotten awry today, I wouldn't have been laughing, but. Funniest moment. Yeah, I don't know. They're all pretty funny. They all just say weird stuff all the time. That makes me laugh. The one time there's like a scene where people are building up to having sex and they're like undressing and our one crazy character went, oh my God, I think I'm getting sweaty. <laughs> and it just, it lives in my brain to this day. One thing Chad said in rehearsals, because in his scene, her heart, he steals um, Margaret, AKA Glory's heart. And he go. what did he say? He was like, I've got an internal organ. <laughs> like, he, he just starts making up this sing song about like having an organ. <laughs> it was like an act, not like a, an organ, like a musical instrument, like an organ inside your body. It was, and just as cast in general, the way they like work off each other. It's really dangerous, really, really dangerous, oh, yeah. but it's so funny. And it should be. There should be moments you come together as a cast and laugh about something, cry about something. Theater is about the human experience and if a show doesn't trigger some kind of emotion or thought or change your mind in some way, then we haven't done our job. I get to the theater building early, before the cast makes their way in. I find Tierney folding programs for the show. No, I'm stressed, but I think things are gonna be okay. You know, I don't, I think there's a saying about it that's like, what can go wrong will go wrong, but it's supposed to, or like something like along that sentiment that like things are going to go wrong regardless of how well in advance you plan. So like as of like five minutes ago, the lights weren't turning on. So we were like, oh good, we're going to have no lights for fine young assholes. And that means probably no lights for almost Maine. And then I wasn't able to get fake snow. So we don't have any fake snow, <laughs> which is going to look stupid, but it's fine. But I'm hoping everyone else isn't stressed. I'm hoping my cast is good. It's just like a moment of panic and I want everyone to breathe. No, I'm worried about that. Tierney is referring to Chad Paws, a sophomore astronomy and astrophysics and physics double major. You could see the stress on his face and Tierney tells me she doesn't want whatever stress Chad is under to come into his performance. I didn't interview Chad right away because I didn't want to distract him. He did eventually talk to me. How am I feeling? Pretty stressed out. I have so much homework and I mean this weekend is, is going to be kind of cramped with the amount of time I have. With other... Oh, you mean for the show? The show? Oh, I'm totally ready. Totally, totally pumped. The show, I'm excited. Um, Do you think the homework's going to affect your performance? Absolutely not. Definitely not in the show. But in the meantime, let me show you what the opening night feels are for the majority of the cast. What is today? It's a good old-fashioned Friday. Like, I, I love me some Fridays. It's opening night! It's opening night, bitches. I'm nervous, but I'm excited. I think that we've all put in a lot of work on our scenes. I'm also excited about the show in general because I think overall every different part kind of adds an emotion. It was what? Opening night. Bitches. <laughs> how, how are you feeling today? I hadn't thought about it. How was I feeling? I was so focused on the podcast, I hadn't taken a second to think about it. This was 
personally my first show in four years where I was on stage where I had to memorize lines and I was nervous. But if there's one thing I've learned in theater, it's that nerves mean you care. And I did care. I cared about the audience, I cared about the energy, and I cared about this story. I think you have to care in some way or else. Why are you there? Warm-ups. The cast, director, and assistant director form a circle, and we pass the energy, which sounds a little like this. And after everybody's passed their energy, we play some kind of game. We want to keep our energy up, that's the key. Warm up your body, keep your energy alive and kicking, and to get ready to perform. How are we feeling? Great! Oh, we're doing the... the I like the oh, cool. yes. Good, good. Well, are we doing like the energy thing? Hi. I wasn't going to, but... Okay. <laughs> we can afterwards, let me just make my little speech. You guys have put so much good work into the show over the past four weeks. I'm so proud of all of you. I've been talking about it endlessly. I'm like, I'm gonna, I go home and I tell Taylor sometimes, I'm like, I'm gonna miss them so much because there's like 15 of you and you're all my children now. <laughs> and I don't see a lot of you because a lot of you I don't see in the theater building. Yeah. Um, but I'm very proud of you and we have a good audience tonight. There's a lot of people here, a lot of parents, a lot of like just other like theater folk who are like here to just support you and see you. So go, go out there and have a good time and like just feel it. Feel good. I know it's gonna be hot because you're all in winter clothing and it's like 80 degrees in the room, but just like sweat through the pain. <laughs> all right, we're gonna do hands in, and then on three we're just gonna do almost. So your left hand. In. Oh no, right hand. Never mind. Everyone else. One, two, three. Almost in. We're gonna start. So Jimmy and Elena, go to your spots. Okay. We did it. We opened the show successfully. But that's not the end. It's only the beginning of a three-day show weekend. It's me, Cena. I'm trying to figure out the history of the break-a-leg uh, aphorism. It's a superstition used to wish a person good luck. In which wishing a person good luck is considered bad luck. Yeah, you're not supposed to say good luck. Aww. That's bad luck. Oh. Nerd. Well, a lot of people said that's me. Maybe. <laughs> Am I going to break my leg now? <laughs> After the first performance, the team is usually pretty laid back. We now know the swing of things. We now know we can put on a successful show. So the dressing room becomes a place of... Alex is just my favorite. Like, if you just, like, listen to half the shit that comes out of his mouth, you will never be sad. Just find that man. Where's the ring? I'm gonna go. Will you marry me? Yes, a thousand times yes. Thank you. I'll hold it close to my heart. I'm getting married. Yeah. And there's some of this. Okay, Alex Cato looks like a young Hugh Hefner, and he is my fiance. So, am I Ross Geller, Bob Dylan, or this guy? And even this. Uh, it was spelled wrong. So if you ever need to look up who Connor Gill really is, it only has one L. But don't tell Tyranny that I said that. You should have checked. Well, that was a thing? Oh. Well, that's my bad. And I really don't tell Tyranny I said that. Now I'm just awful. And there's even a few ideas for a memorable closing show. I think a good idea for um, a matinee is... Um, so, you know how like they have like those mole mayonnaise where you put a, ma a mole on your face? It's really, I don't know. Mole mayonnaise? Mole matinee. You ever heard of that? Oh, like yeah. a fake mole. It, but instead of that, we do fuck me eyes matinee. 
Where anytime, oh. anytime you look into the audience oh. in the matinee, I give, thought you were calling fake rules matinees. I thought we were gonna do we pick one specific chair oh, one, yeah, every one specific, night. We give yeah, them fuck one. me eyes. Oh, every oh, single oh, night. Like I'm chair. gonna go front and center. So then, but Saturday's performance was surprisingly filled. So wait, so that's gonna affect like Alex and. Oh what? Yeah. And it's close to you. Stage left door, house left door. Stage right. Can we move the bench back because the shoe's gonna hit someone in the face? Yeah. I'm, yeah. Wait, just, just recap what happened for me. Oh, okay. So like, uh, this might be my partially my fault. A lot of my douchebag friends wanted to come to this show, and like, I don't know how many of them there are, but like, it's at least probably ten. Yeah, it's probably people I know, honestly. Um, so, so like, so they had to add seats and like the sides of like the the bleachers where you walk in, and so now you can only walk in from from house right, and so that fucked up a couple scenes. This one might be on me a little bit, but it went fine. Things went fine, and Saturday's show was another one for the books, which meant it was time for cast bonding. I caught up with Jimmy as he was folding pamphlets for our show, and then I asked Dory. For example, if you're gonna play like romantic interest i feel like you should you know know who you're supposed to love i mean if you're if you're supposed to be like supposed to be um in a relationship for 11 years and you just have no idea who your person who your partner is it's hard to really um <laughs> i'm just i'm just saying like, that's just an example you have to build up that relationship even if it is fake it has to have some realness in it i guess so how is the cast bonding I think it was good. I think it's what we needed to like really feel like, really feel um, close as a group. I was really worried that we weren't going to be all close because we're a bunch of different scenes, but I don't know. I feel like we're like a huge family, and I think it's really important because if you're not comfortable with the people you're going on stage with, then it's not really a show. Everyone just gets together, talks, and gossips, and spends time just getting to know one another outside of our work. It's a way to say... Here's to all the work we've done. Here's to sharing a story. And here's to a successful run. Now, let's close this show up with a bang. It is our last show today. And I'm walking through the halls of the School of Theater. So here we go. Everyone slowly arrives one by one, and the room is really quiet. That all changes when, to our surprise, Tierney has gotten us gifts. Katie, Mahala Rakis, Julie Hunter, and Chad shared with me what they got. Play-Doh? You got Play-Doh. I love Play-Doh. I love it. Let's get his tune up. I think I can play with it now. <laughs> It's beautiful. It's it's a teal Play-Doh. It's, it's gorgeous, and it's gonna be really good for stress relief. Nice couple Dory, weeks. Dory, Dory. <laughs> What'd you get? Oh, I'm drugged. Uh -oh. It's nice. Tierney, thank you. <laughs> Would you like me to explain this? It's because I'm a lobster man. It's because you're not a lobster man. Oh, it's because I'm a crap. Oh, that's amazing. But I think the real gift is what everyone had to say at the closing night performance. I'm kind of sad that it's over because I really like hanging out with you guys. And... My favorite part of being a part of a cast, of this cast, is being a part of this cast. 
Hi, I'm Katie Carbone. I'm honored to have gotten to work with such a wonderful and talented cast. They're so, uh, I love you all. And yeah, I hope, I hope I don't lose any of you in the translation of life. That I love them all and that it was a lot of fun working with everybody and that hopefully we're all in another show, same exact cast um, next semester. Maybe, maybe a different play though. Um, I love them so much and I honestly am so appreciative of all the hard work that they put into this and like all the dedication and it was just so great to see them grow and like I really loved working with them. Um, I wish I got to know you guys a lot sooner. Um, you guys are a lot of fun. Definitely the sexiest cast I've ever been a part of. And uh, yeah, just uh, thanks for everything. It was a great time. No, okay, I love this cast. Like, these are the kind of people that I would, like, want to be friends with, you know? Like, and I hope that we, like, stay friends. Like, And for some, it was not just love, and it wasn't just new art. For Alex Cato, a senior communication arts and sciences major, it was finding something in himself that he thought he lost. Between you and me, even though this podcast is probably going to go to a bunch of people, this play, while it is really, it sounds cliche, but it's an amazing experience to be with everyone else. I'm so glad I got cast with a lot of people I already know, and like, besides all the like personal enjoyment, it's also like, to prove to myself that I can really do a play again, because, well... When I was in production, I kind of maybe sort of slept through my call time and missed my play so th this was kind of to like prove to myself that I could actually do it it's rebuilding my reputation you know it's an amazing cast and I know I'm not saying anything that hasn't been said before but I love everyone here and that's what's so great about joining the theater community I may be biased because of my involvement but I think I stand for a lot of my castmates when I say this production was more than a production it was bonding it was living truthfully. It was art. It was laughter. It was hugs and tears and losing props seconds before going on stage and even messing up lines. But it was also about finding strength within ourselves and within each other to wipe off our mistakes and continue sharing and teaching each other about the one thing we know, theater. For you future students, future parents, and community members of State College, I think I'll let the cast of Almost Maine share some advice. Anyone else who's listening, future college students, future children of the world, go out into the world with open arms. Just love. That's it. If you're not a part of the theater community, you're doing life wrong. Um, you should be, um, especially anybody who feels lost. Um, theater people are some of the most accepting people that I've ever met. If you're like not exactly like, like I, I've never been in theater really ever, it's a great opportunity to get involved in because it's like real authentic theater and you work at it hard but like it's a lot of fun and it's cool people. I think just be open to it. I think everyone has like a very preconceived notion of what theater is. By embracing it I feel like I don't know you can benefit so much by it and it's just so great to like support the arts too. Get involved right off the bat because then you'll make connections and make friends so you have other people to do shows with and you'll know people in different clubs so get involved as soon as possible so how do you get to be one of the 12 to 14 how do you make your mark on the Penn State stage it's simple try take advantage of every corner every empty stage and every audition at Penn State you don't have to be a musical theater major or an acting major or a dance major in order to get the part you just have to be you. You have to work with what you have.
And for me, well, I think what I have is a really good podcast that tells a story about really genuine people who just want to live in art. And I think this is my art, sharing their story. I'm Michelle Briscoe, and thank you for listening to Yappy Valley.